You're never ready, Steve. Okay, so this is the newest episode of Ethical Rioting. Our guest this week, who's not really a guest, this is more like a hostful. That this is Matthew's third appearance, and we only have nine episodes. Return to the king! <laughs> yeah. So Matthew is kind of a host. Are there any are there any talk shows where you know there wasn't a sidekick, but a, a, a sort of a sidekick who was recurring enough that they were effectively like a host? Like who was Johnny Carson's guy? But he was there all the time. I don't know. What about Paul Schaefer and Andy or Andy something? Andy Richter. Andy Richter and Conan. Before we get too involved in this, I just want the record to reflect that I was early to this recording. I just want that out there for our listeners as way of, uh, I don't know, making up for my recent tardiness. It's true. This time around, it was Matthew who was late. Well, we didn't have to identify anybody as being late. Well, well yes, we did. Have you I would met presume, me? I would presume Katrina yeah, would be I knew on that time. Would it's my house. Given that it's your I house. Cleaned Although I think that's guys. a good strategy to have it here. <laughs> <laughs> you are equally distant between us. And also, then you are technically... Should we take a... It's technically impossible. Wait, I, we should have taken this vote before I started recording. Should we let the Google monkey be a part of the podcast? Have he you was even... I mean, well, so comfortably. He was so happy... Uh, so, no. <laughs> I think he is answering the, the question Google monkey, us. you don't want to be on the podcast? Okay, I love you. Um, before we take a vote... Uh, uh, another... <laughs> let the record reflect that he looked quite joyful. <laughs> Shouldn't we... Call the podcast to order. How do we do that? We haven't. This is. It's such a new podcast. We're only nine episodes in. We don't have a theme song. We don't have an outro. We don't have an intro. We don't have sponsors. Hello, Illinois Mathematics and Science Academy. If you would like to sponsor us, we are, we are open to negotiations. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Imsa uh, listens to this podcast, laughs at that uh, <laughs> statement, and then says, "No, we would actually prefer that you pay us." <laughs> Uh, well, if you, if it was your podcast, I think you, uh, would be the one calling me. But what, what, are we going to do Robert's Rules of Order? I mean, how many other Rules of Order are there? I don't, I don't know. I, I have only participated in democracies featuring Robert's Rules of Order. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I guess that's a good question. There probably are. There have to be. If there right. If, if there are enough organizations that say, Rogers. if they're like, we use Robert's use of rules of order, then there has to be another version. Parliamentary procedures. Exactly. Then there has to be another version of parliamentary so we procedures. We don't have anybody to help us look that up. Google Monkey! <laughs> <laughs> oh, Google Monkey has presented me with Borino's rules of order. B-O-U-R-I-N-O-T. So it could be Boronaut. I bet it's Borino because it looks clerk of the Canadian, so it's probably French. <clears throat> but it's mostly Robert's rules of order. Yeah. Google has only given us two options. Canon's Concise Guide to Rules of Order, Hugh Cannon. But that's Canon spelled C-A-N-N-O-N. Which or there's typical... Jurassic Parliament, which I got really excited about because I like the idea of like parliamentary procedures in Jurassic Park. Yeah. When you're like, should we run from the T-Rex? Let's put it to a vote. Uh, I was thinking of the alternative that uh, if we don't come to a conclusion, they unleash the raptors. Yeah. Ooh. I like that. Oh, my God. Ah! It's T-Reg! <laughs> T-Reg has made an appearance! Coming to impose order on this podcast. <laughs> but I feel as if perhaps T-Reg doesn't understand ethical writing. I don't know. He's, he's actually fairly... He for talks- those not... Seeing T-Reg, he is a about three foot tall, inflatable 
dinosaur. So he's he's very docile. He is my pet. Uh, he's hypoallergenic. He doesn't require feeding, and we can go on vacation. We can take him with, and we deflate him, throw him in our backpack. When we get to the destination, take him out, blow him back up. So don't have to worry about he doesn't have to be a certain weight. He doesn't Does he have to swim. Uh, we've never taken him swimming. Though he certainly looks like a champion right now. Yeah, he's got. He's wearing the engagement medal ah. that Nick gave me when I when we got engaged. He's very proud of that. He should be. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but before we started recording, Matthew was telling me something about leafy vegetables, and then I get some soon. Yeah. Uh, not only does Katrina get them, everybody else gets them. Everybody else gets them! Oh my god, you guys are going to have so many leafy vegetables! But I'm not going to tell you what they are yet. Okay. You have to wait for that. Okay. Just you so you know, I did sign up for a CSA this summer, so there may be a chance where I'm like, I need you to give me a recipe for this specific leafy vegetable because A, I don't know what it is, and B, I can I give you recipes for other kinds of vegetables too. Okay, great. Also... So I signed us up for CSA, and I found out I'm not going to be in the city of Chicago for two months. So Nick just has to eat leafy vegetables, vegetables without me. Are they that ugly produce? Is that an ugly produce CSA? It's no, I don't think it's ugly produce using CSA. It's through like a local farm, and there's a they they basically have pickups. I think we picked the Saturday pickup in Wicker Park, but there was like a Thursday pickup in Bucktown, and we also could have gotten the fruit option, but that cost another five hundred dollars. And I was like, no. For some peaches? Yeah, for some fresh some fruit. Winter peaches. Once every two weeks. When does it start? How long does it go? I think it starts late May or early June, and then it goes to, like, October. Okay. So, I am in, I'm very much looking forward to getting lots and lots of vegetables. I don't remember why, why we decided to agree. Was it because you just need to eat more? It's because I need to eat more vegetables, but also because I keep mocking you for going to Africa to research leafy vegetables. Leafy vegetables. Uh, <clears throat> uh, also, maybe leafy vegetables need PR campaigning. Yeah. Maybe they do. Right. I mean, no one really knows uh, about them in America. If someone sponsors <laughs> our podcast, maybe leafy green vegetables. Maybe if there are, if there is any listeners or that would like to contribute. Or the leafy <laughs> Is there a leafy vegetable growers association? Google monkey. Oh. <laughs> he actually came out of the other room already Googling for those listeners at home. <laughs> he's, he's really good at anticipating the things that you don't know. It helps that his fiance is a very loud woman and it's a small apartment. Uh, we have Leafy Greens Council hmm. at leafy-greens.org. They're American they're Vegetable Grower, which is growingproduce.com. I think you should read that as like this podcast not brought to you. <laughs> <laughs> this These podcast are all the who are not, <laughs> not brought to you by LGMA Home, which is the L it's at LGMA.ca.gov, so it's government, I guess, in California. There's also the US Horticultural Trade Association's phone numbers. <laughs> literally giving you phone numbers for like the Iowa Fruit and Vegetable Growers Association. The Kentucky Vegetable Growers Association, the Leafy Greens Council. I mean, the list of organizations or people giving us money to do this podcast is much. Vegetable much Growers shorter. News. VegetableGrowersNews.com. I gotta be honest with you. I bet that calling up a Leafy Vegetable Growers Association that's based in Iowa 
would be a very tricky phone call. True. <laughs> delightful. I just feel like we should... Equal parts delightful and bizarre. But to stay on brand, I do feel like we should start with one in Illinois. Okay. I'm That's just fine. saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Entirely fair. Maybe we could even go... Maybe we should take an ethical riding field trip to the state farm this year. Or to the state fair. fair. That would be fun. And then we can... Podcast? Podcast from the state fair. fair. And do interviews. We could do interviews. With random citizens <laughs> on the street. Who happen to be IMSA alone. <laughs> I had to remind myself that it was a, a podcast, so when I, I took a shower and I was like, should I shave? And I was like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Questions I did not ask myself. <laughs> but at least we can all agree that we did, in fact, shower yes. for the podcast. Uh, I don't well, think I did so with the intention. Yeah, I wasn't necessarily <laughs> for the podcast. I showered <laughs> because I like to shower. <laughs> okay, I appreciate There is something to be said for hot showers. I think it is one of the, at least one of the top ten inventions in human civilization, is the hot shower. I would, I would, hot water in general. True. Yes. Yeah. I guess. I support that. Because I guess you really, for that, you have to have three things. Because you've got fire, mm-hmm. which itself is an invention. Mm-hmm. And then something to hold the water in. Right, a pot. And then or the pot. idea to put the water in the pot and heat up a little fire. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The hot water, that's true. I hate cold showers. I refuse to participate. 100% agree. Yeah. They're terrible. These are the things I think about when prepared for the zombie apocalypse, where I'm like, oh man, we're going to have to live through a cold Well, I tell you what, a car in apartment is. It doesn't There's not even any bars across the road. This is why we have a chain on the gate. <laughs> oh, yeah. But there is an interesting idea for a podcast. What are our top human inventions in history? Yeah. We might have to do some research. And well, I feel like maybe we reconvene, but also we have an anthropologist sitting right here with us. I don't know when everything was invented. Tell us. I firmly believe scissors are also one of the top human inventions. Why? I don't, why? Yeah. They help you cut things. So do blades. Right, but, like, but you take the two blades together, and you put them together, and then it's like a whole new lever. You know what I mean? Like have you tried to have you tried to cut hair with just a knife and not scissors? It's no. not as easy as you would like it to be. Let I me tell you. Sir. Yes. When and why? Not with my own hair, and well, I'm not telling you. Actually, I take that back. Speaking of the thing that neither Matthew nor I did. Yes. <laughs> when you shave, you are effectively just taking a blade and. Right, but that's against an object that isn't moving, whereas something like hair, if you're trying to cut hair in two... You just hold it down on a rock and then chop, chop, Right, chop. well, you I know, mean, that's... Per- that I'm always that amazed that the premise of this podcast is just people talking. <laughs> I mean, isn't that the premise of every single podcast? Yeah, but usually there's a theme of some sort. And no, the theme, you guys, it's, this is the whole point, Maybe that we're the Nerdist, which is now ID10T, except with IMSA. ID10T. I don't even know what that means. Oh, Chris Hardwick, who the owns... The ID10T club? No, I don't think that's what we're talking about, but is that a thing? Is that's that a club? That's why it's called ID10T. The club? It's a way of saying idiot without saying idiot. Right. It's like tech... Like, people... I'm. If you can't see it, the She's internet... She's speaking the But I'm literally, but yeah, but I'm literally yeah. fake typing in the it's air. Like the Pen15 club. It's a hundred percent like that, and that's probably what I was thinking. What is the? Did pen you go 15? to junior high? I was the lowest of the. Do you not understand? You know how there's a pecking order, and they're like 
the pecking order. Like, that, that was me. I just wanted people to like me, but I was also obsessed with Andrew Lloyd Webber and fantasy fairy tales, so it's not like I was cool, okay? But that probably meant that a lot of people were wanting to put you on the Titan 10 B I don't know what the Pen 15 Club is, but I was also an honor student, so I don't think I was in the Ivy 10 T Club. So I want you to write... These aren't real clubs. These are things you would write out. Like boobs on a calculator? A hundred percent like boobs, but not boobs. Um, the podcast could be... Oh, penis. The podcast... I get it. She got there. <laughs> <laughs> the, I get it. The podcast could be voting... Well, each podcast could be voting on a, on a, a list of possible themes. <laughs> <laughs> We're just a podcast about coming up ideas, with ideas. And then we like, and then we could, we could progressively knock each one out for that episode. And then right, and then we could find insult alumni who are experts in those various fields, and we could have them on. Yeah. Or we could talk about having them on. Or we could talk about. Or they could <laughs> come on and talk about having other people. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> The, the ID10T club reminds me, I just recently learned about uh, the, mm. the euphemism for, for technical problems when, when people will say the, the problem is between the keyboard and the, and the monitor. I take it back. It's an ID10T error. Yes. Uh-huh. There we go. Yes. I don't understand why there was a PN15 club. Like, is you would write it on somebody's hand. And then they And that's how they joined the club. Wait, but do you but want to, to do you want to join the club? You okay, so if you are the person who's already in the club, quote unquote, you would like try to build up the idea of it to convince the unsuspecting non member that they want to join the club. To join the club they have to have pen fifteen written on them okay. in a prominent location. Okay. Such as their hand. Yeah. Okay. Often during the lunch hour. Exactly. Okay. We had the same experience. Guys, I'd like to point out that the difference between you two and me is that I'm a woman and I don't have a penis. And I feel like that is possibly why I did not join the Pen 15. Exactly. Nope. Definitely. And I did not join the club because I figured it out. Or rather, I saw somebody else who got inducted into the club and figured it out. So the whole point of the club is to just humiliate people by yeah. having yeah. penis written on their hand? Yeah. Yes. Why is it so humiliating to have penis written on your hand? Because it was junior high. <laughs> I don't know what your junior high experience was. I told you, bottom of the pecking order, everything I did was humiliating. <laughs> so that's why you might not have had to have been subjected to this. I'm also very naive and optimistic all at the same time. So you might have been subjected to it and not known that you were? No, I just think that Macomb, Illinois was not super into the Pen15 Club. I think we had other ways of humiliating the bottom of the pecking order. Another reason IMSA's great. (laughs) At IMSA, even the bottom of the pecking order can become cool. By definition. By definition. Anyway, we were talking about leafy vegetables all the time. I don't know. I want to make a pun, but I can't. I'm moving on. I just did. We're moving on. <laughs> what was the pun? Pie definition. It's not a pun. That doesn't make any sense. You know, there's a deliberate mishearing of what was spoken, so I feel like it's... You know, now I feel like we just on. got in a circle and we talked ourselves. <laughs> and how is this different? <laughs> it's true. Wait, so Matthew, you went back to Africa yeah. over the winter? No. No, I just taught. Oh. 
Okay. It was a uh, uh, somebody described it to me as like, that particular class is fun to teach but requires a lot of time, and somebody described it to me as being like a gap because it filled all available space and time. Which class? Uh, colonization one. Oh yes, mm-hmm. yes. And do you did you focus on a particular continent of colonization? It is about the Atlantic world. So Which is Western links Europe. between Europe, Africa, and the Americas. Okay. From the uh, 1400s to the 1800s. Matthew, come closer to the microphone. You can also move your chair closer to the microphone. I was told I could sit anywhere. You can't sit anywhere, but sit closer to the microphone. Follow your bliss. <laughs> Do you it's notice just... the microphone is pointed at Steve? Mm. It's intentional. Because he's so quiet. I've been working on it. Yes, and we appreciate it. I can tell. I have the physical evidence in front of me, looking Good. at the waveforms. I, however, have not had to move, and my waveforms are still the loudest out of the three of us. No one is surprised. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm going to go to the other room to blow my nose. Have you ever considered uh, auto-tuning uh, the podcast? You mean, like, editing it? Yeah, but just running it through auto-tune to make us all sound really great. Well, I, I mean, I could, but that would also be required by editing. Like, and you're I, editing. I don't know if you've noticed. Auto-tune is a subset of to I don't know if you've ever listened to the podcast, but... Uh, there is no editing. There is no editing. I literally take the raw file, I... And drag and drop it. I convert it to a file that iTunes will accept, and then I put it on the internet. Are you monetizing this podcast yet? No. This, this, po- this podcast costs me money. This is my <laughs> gift to the people of Illinois. Or from the people of Illinois to the future. To the future. To the human future. Well, the human future that one really more podcast still has electricity. You know, the, 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 the or solar cells, batteries, solar well, batteries. Yeah. That's pretty similar. Yeah, good point. Well, there's always <laughs> electricity. It didn't, isn't that what Ben Franklin discovered with the stupid kite? Is that there's like electricity? Yeah, I mean, it's, it. yeah, sure. It's always uh, just he discovered that before that, or right. the human race discovered that before Ben Franklin. Right. So what was so? Wait, what was the big deal? Oh. Is electricity. We just harnessed it. Have you guys seen The Prestige? I wouldn't go with harness, yes. Have you seen it? Uh, what is it? It's a movie. It's a movie? It's a Christopher Nolan movie. I don't know. There is no way you don't know who Christopher Nolan is. I don't watch is. a lot of movies. He, Christo- <laughs> he did Memento? The Dark Knight? The Dark oh, that Knight? Guy. Yeah, the guy that like gets Hollywood to spend billions of dollars on his gigantic movies that are not franchises. Uh-huh. No, he did just do John Kirk. Boom, I remembered a fact. Yeah, Google Monkey really likes John Kirk. Turns out I don't actually really like Christopher Nolan. Yes, I know. If we had enough listeners to comment and do this things in the comments. This podcast not brought to you by Christopher Nolan. <laughs> this podcast not brought to you by Christopher Nolan. any topic mentioned on this <laughs> podcast did not pay to be mentioned on this podcast. <laughs> You can change that with one phone call, listeners. <laughs> Just comment on the website. This is also now turned into our fundraising. <laughs> it's like NPR meets Insta. <laughs> <laughs> but you can be really clever, Katrina, and then donate money to yourself, and then we'd have to talk about Google. Well, we already do that, don't we? 
Katrina handles that for us. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> I mean, thank goodness Matthew was here, so I'm not the only extrovert on the podcast. The podcast could also just be us sitting around like quietly drinking tea. <laughs> Does anyone want tea? I can make this tea. I love the idea. Somebody just listening to a podcast, and, and the only sound they're like the whistling of the tea kettle, the, the opening of the tea container, placing the tea bag in, the pouring of water. That reminds me of a few things. One of which is I was recently uh, introduced to. Nordic slow TV, like sweet, maybe it's Swedish, where you can turn into channels or tune into channels and they show, uh, like one of the things that I saw was they attach a camera to the front of a train. Ooh. And you're just watching a train traverse the Swedish countryside. Yes. And there's another one of a individual chopping wood. You know? Slow TV. Yeah. I'm telling you, I feel like Sweden so why not is the place tea, to live. A, a tea drinking podcast. Yeah. I still think Sweden's the place to live. I also think that I am not the person to host a tea drinking podcast, despite the fact that I drink tea. <laughs> is it, I mean, we could do it as a bonus episode. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're only doing one episode a month, so we could we could just one month throw up a second episode, see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, uh, you know, could walk out over one night. Yeah. It would just be punctuated with comments like, do you take cream? <laughs> I don't even want any words in this podcast. <laughs> I just want the sound of boiling water, the pouring of water. And then what is it called for the people who, have you heard about this, that believe emerged out of 4chan that the people who uh, say that they uh, have a they certain sounds cause them to feel particularly good sensations. Oh. It's really creepy. Is that I think. No judgment. Than, I shouldn't judge. Is that different than the sense the, the thing and where so you like you can smell colors? Oh no. Wait, you're talking about like people who crinkle wrappers? Yeah. Yeah. And then they feel good things? Well, some people, uh, I mean, I forget in anything, called. yeah, I don't know the name of it, either. you know, people have erotic fixations on everything. Now, you're the one who's presuming that that's erotic. I think you're 100% right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not presuming that all people have this fixation in terms of an erotic fixation, but there is a subset whom I believe have an erotic fixation. With different soft, quiet sounds, and so there are entire, you yes, dedicated to just people whispering into microphones or crinkling cellophane wrappers. You got really quiet there, Steve. Well, was that an example? Google Monkey helped us. ASMR. It's it's <clears throat> called autonomous sensory meridian response. ASMR. ASMR. Oh, that was Google Monkey. Everyone, say hello to Google Monkey. Hello. Hello. <clears throat> it's a. T- <laughs> <laughs> We're subset. <laughs> everyone. Oh, look, guys, you can actually see that my laugh goes in time. It's like very consistent laugh wave. Anyway. The audience can't see that. No, but I am excited. <laughs> <laughs> but I can. And so thereby, the entire human body can. 
It's a term used for an experience characterized by a static-like or tingling sensation on the skin that typically begins on the scalp and moves down the back of the neck and upper spine. So it is not necessarily erotic. It has been compared with auditory tactile <laughs> It only gained a, uh, kind of a uh, prominence because... <laughs> because you're just going to let that sentence... I think die out. I mean, it's podcast, not remarkable just because it's this podcast is not brought to us by. <laughs> it would be worthwhile to investigate having this podcast brought to us by people who enjoy listening to people drink tea. This is true. This is true. So that might be a bonus episode. It might not. Who knows? Maybe. I mean, we do all live. Well, do I you have a say good, do you have a good range of teas? I can. I have some loose leaf teas. Uh-huh. It's mostly a lot of herbal and then like a few black teas. I think I'm also enjoying the idea of kind of, uh, I don't want to say out of focus, but hard to hear the door opening and closing, oh the, the, the muffled noises of greetings. Right. Right. <laughs> nothing right, nothing right. specific. I mean, if we do this and we do it at my place, what I could bring my tea to Steve's place and then Steve has this really amazing hot water kettle that warms it up to the exact temperature, so we should also get the correct temperature for each type of tea, because, you know, white tea and black tea and green mm. tea all have different temperatures mm-hmm. that they brew best for at. Each type of tea. You specify the temperature. But there are tea, there are electric kettles where you can specify the type of tea, and then it's like, oh, okay, boop. Corey puts in the air has one of those. Yeah. We're totally going to get a fancy electric kettle on our wedding registry. I'm going to put it on there. Well, you just looked at me like that. What? Uh, I would expect nothing less. I once got in trouble uh, because my cousin, I, so perhaps no one will be surprised to hear this, but my cousin was getting married and I did not, I had not purchased a gift and it was the day of the wedding. Mm -hmm. And so I went to Target or Bed Bath & Beyond or wherever it was that they registered Podcast also not brought to you by either of those <laughs> <laughs> <Chain>. retailers, <laughs> um, but it could be. But it could be. We are for sale. And the last thing that was on the register, there are ethical constraints on whom we will accept money from. I'm just like we're not for sale. We are willing to accept investors, but I would maintain like a control of the podcast. As right. Just we to are, be clear, again, the creative content. still ethical. I mean, the rioting is ethical. I suppose the money doesn't have to be ethical, just the rioting. No, everything we do is, is, is ethical. ethical. Okay. So I bought a scale. A, a, a food scale, scale or a bathroom, bathroom scale. scale. Ooh, it was, was it digital? Did it tell you your body fat? Yeah, it was a nice scale, but it was the last thing on the registry that was in my price range, so I bought it. And then my mom asked me at the wedding what I bought. And she was horrified that I purchased a scale, so that was an inappropriate gift to buy. But if you register for it, then you're allowed to give it to them. That's what I thought. And so then my mom went up to my cousin and was like, I apologize for Matthew buying a scale. And my cousin replied <laughs> with that it was on the, the registry. And then years later, my mom and I were visiting that cousin and her husband. And as it turns out, they said that was the one wedding gift that they use regularly. Huh. So How thoughtful you of you. Yeah. Not very thoughtful. Yeah. Look at that. Also, don't put anything on your registry you don't actually want. So Steve and I are going to be in a race to buy you that uh, electric kettle. Or a fancy digital scale, which will also be on our registry. Bathroom or kitchen? 
bathroom. Okay. I hate counting calories. If you can send me the registry link first, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> you guys just gonna be a wedding website. Calm down. Oh, I also think you can ask. Oh, I'm thinking of ethical rioting. Yeah. You're gonna be married on Labor Day. I mean, on, no, on, May first. On May Day. Yes. Yes, we're getting married on May Day not because of the union labor movement. Surprisingly. We are getting married on May Day because it's a pagan fertility holiday that I'm slightly obsessed with. <laughs> By slightly. <laughs> just don't make the word slightly from that sentence. That's, that's is this erotic? Uh, the pagan <laughs> fertility part might be an inclination. I don't know. Did that... this begin during high school? school? IMSA, actually. When was the first time I made a May Day basket? That might not have been mm. so much. That's right. You do make those. I do. I do. I was thinking you make Easter baskets, but you're right. Yeah. If you would like to come over uh, in like two weeks, literally two weeks from today, then literally two weeks from today, we're going to have a May Day basket making party. What's going in it this year? Uh, It's usually candy. It's usually candy, but the May Day basket making is when we... It can be. Whatever you want to buy, put in your May Day basket. But I... Or someone else's. Or someone else's. I mean, I'm sure that your partner would love a maid. But I mean, to the, to what extent do you uh, try to capture the themes of fertility with the gifts in the basket? I don't. I used to hand out condoms, and then that got creepy, so I stopped. (laughs) You can also go to like you can go to a bachelorette party. Let's back that one up. At what point was it not creepy? When I was 24, and I had a relationship. Yeah. I don't understand why. Uh, also, if you yes, yes, the irony people, of a fertility holiday, and I'm handing out condoms, which actually prevents conscious or conception and fertilization. But I want you to have sex on May Day. I just also want you to do it safely, and I want it to be consensual. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. So that I don't. I think. I think uh, being open and honest about your. Uh, Preferences and safety mm-hmm. practices is very sexy, Katrina. I don't oh, think that's thank creepy you, Matthew. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm getting married on May Day. Don't know how I would react to a stranger walking up to me. I didn't give strangers condoms. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I might take it as a compliment. Question mark? No, I don't. Then I would just be weird. It would just be weird. Okay. So how did you? So at IMSA, did you did you first learn about? Like, no, I learned about it from my mom. So we must have been in like grade school or something. What was the? Is there a specific uh, holiday or like a region that it came from or a name? I'm pretty sure it's European. Just general. Yeah. yeah. No, there's been multiple NPR ones did a uh, reporting on the origin of the May Day baskets <laughs> in the early 20th century. They were part of a flirting ritual. The girls would make them, or no, the boys would make them to leave them on the girl's door. It's basically ding-dong ditch, but with, like, a basket of flowers. And so the boys would make them and leave them on the girl's door that they liked, and the point was to ring the doorbell and run away. And if you got caught by the girl, then that was bad for the boy, but good for the girl. And if the boy left it and then ran away and the girl didn't know who got it, then that was good for the girl, good for the boy, but bad for the girl. I don't know. It's a bizarre I don't know. The point is, I make May Day baskets. I take Dixie it, cup. It, I put some ribbons on it. I hot glue some things. But those. What about maple dances? 
Well, I fully support those too. Those are usually with uh, Midsummer, but we can also celebrate them on May Day if you have a Maypole. I do not personally own a Maypole. So we're close enough to a park. I feel like we can solve this. In I, I, you know, Maypoles are not as common as you think they should be. Yeah, I feel like we could pull them up. <laughs> Any old flagpole will do. I and mean, the yeah, but then you flag. still have to put the ribbons on it, and then you have to wrap the ribbon. You have to like dance and wrap the ribbons. They have this at Disneyland, or at least they used to. They might not. That was ten years ago. They might have gotten rid of it. In the colonizations class that I taught, we learned about this uh, this fellow who uh, really didn't get along with the rest of the pilgrims and moved a few miles down the road and set up a basically an anarchist communitarian. By himself, it was just him. No, it was other people fleeing the pilgrims and then also uh, some of the indigenous community and among other things they would have uh they would dance the maypole to uh to provoke the pilgrims which is fair things didn't end well for the anarchists or the pilgrims for the anarchists <laughs> <laughs> the pilgrims are opposed to sex but willing to kill you for it yeah great that's not good for the population if you're opposed to sex and you're killing people like you're not growing the population mm. Which you uh, need to do to colonize, don't you? Are they truly opposed to sex, or are they opposed to uh, what might later have been described as free love? I mean, valid point. Anthropologist, would you like to weigh in? Uh, we'd have to go to the text. <laughs> <laughs> Primary sources or secondary? Uh, either would do. Okay. What about tertiary? Like, how far down the source list <laughs> until you become, you're like, that's not really a thing? What's an example of a tertiary source? I don't know. I just assume Wikipedia that there's a primary and a secondary. <laughs> like, I assume that there can be, like, 12 times removed from the original source. I assume that that's no longer citable. Or me about anything. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Katrina recalling that she learned one. <laughs> I'm very bad at citing my sources. Yeah, as a tertiary source. I like that. Hearsay. Yeah. As a tertiary source. Edith Hamilton? Okay. That I don't know that that counts as a. I mean, it's mythology, so really, nothing is a primary right. source, right? Mm-hmm. Unless you actually. Well, I mean, I, some of those things were written down. Right, but I don't know that Edith Hamilton would count as a primary source. She yeah doesn't count as a primary, but is she? Uh, well, and also is the question is: Does Edith Hamilton does Edith Hamilton's mythology count as fiction, or is it? A historical fiction is it like what does it count as because mythology mm. is either a religious text or fiction i mean right? speaking of right? podcasts we're not accepting money from there's that uh kind of interesting one by the guy who also does fiction like uh it's not lore lore, lore? One, but i have this one lore. uh myths and legends i that one has also showed up in my podcast that i have never listened to Turns out, guys, when you're obsessed with Beauty and the Beast and you just type Beauty and the Beast into the iTunes podcast search, you end up with some podcasts. There's another potential advertiser. because uh, iTunes? iTunes, if you would like to contribute. I I was thinking of the mouse. Oh. They have lots of money that I'm sure they would like to spend on. People who love Beauty and the Beast. People who edit their podcasts. <laughs> People who edit their podcasts. I think the, the, the relationship that I have with Disney is that I give them money. Yes. I'm trying that's, to that's so far the relationship. the script out of this one. Or they could hire me. Disney, if you would like to open a Disney World-like park in the Chicagoland area, I'm there. I will work for you in a heartbeat. 
throwing that out there. It would probably have to be indoors. Just also throwing that out there. <laughs> <laughs> the ward only operates six months out of the year. <laughs> no one wants to go to Disneyland in Chicago in January. Or even April. Well, the Cubs are playing baseball. I assume the White Sox are also playing baseball? Yes. <laughs> At home? <laughs> I thought you were a White Sox fan. What? <laughs> what? What? What is this? What? Slander! Um, listeners, I just want you to know, while not being a witness to a felony, <laughs> Matthew is no longer able to join us on the podcast going forward. Uh, I hope you enjoyed your three green articles. <laughs> How dare you. How dare you. Uh, anyway. Pause. Lull in the conversation. Katrina consumes her tea. Is that tea? Hmm? You didn't offer me any tea. I said, would you like something to drink? And you said water. Oh, I thought that was the only polite thing to ask. Or... No, and then we were having the conversation about the tea podcast, and I was like, does anyone want tea? And then you all just, like, steamrolled over. <laughs> Would you like some tea? I will yeah, happily... Absolutely. Okay, then. I will happily go for oh, no. some tea. Listeners, you are left alone with me. <laughs> as long as you speak loudly into the microphone, it will be fine. I'd like to point out that my waveforms are nice and large, and I am in another room. Through a doorway. Um, yes. Because I am well known for my long monologues that are entertaining and engaging. Uh, Steve, would you like uh, black tea? No, thank you. Matthew, what kind of tea would you like? Can I have a black tea? Yes. Would you like raspberry or Earl Grey? Raspberry. Is it good? I really like the raspberry. I don't have to put sugar. Oh, I also. How does the waveforms presently compared to mine? What else do I have? You have Earl Grey creme. You have. Comet? <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> what was that other one? Yes, we will take the comet, we will put it in the boiling water, and we will serve that in a cup for you. Please don't die when you drink it, but you will. Also, podcast not bought to you. Brought you like Comet. Also, don't drink Comet. 100%. Do not drink Comet. Okay, so black teas. We have Earl Grey Creme. Oh, this is a white tea. It's a white peach. We have Raspberry Royale, Constant Comment, Earl Grey. This podcast also not brought English to you by Argo's Tea. Or David's Tea, North African Mint. Also not Starbucks. Whatever. I'm just tossing Starbucks out there because they have No, I tend not to invest in tea bonnet tea. I think I'll... Oh, no, those are herbal. Do you want that? You no. said you wanted black. Those are herbal. Herbal tea does nothing for me. Okay. Can I have some raspberry? Yeah. I'll have raspberry. Okay. <laughs> oh. Okay. I thought I had more tea. Well, that could be another fun podcast of just laughter. Just sound clips of people laughing. I think that could be a, a potentially a good social service. Yeah. Just podcast of people laughing. Well, the thing that I worry about there, right, there are a number of shows that have their own laugh tracks. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we would be putting laughter into the public domain and then completely destroying no, certain 
She's an economist. <laughs> I I do remember hearing a show once about uh, the production of laugh tracks Maybe it's huh. and how there was a what was that on? I don't remember. I I do remember hearing a podcast about uh, aspiring actors and actresses who would get called up and <coughs> asked to uh, laugh in particular ways. So that it sounded like a natural and a crescendoing. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh People who are paid to laugh. Not us. No. Not yet. But we are always (laughs) accepting applications for sponsors. (laughs) This podcast is not brought to you (laughs) by the Hollywood Association of Professional Actors. I've actually, those probably belong to the union SAG. No, they wouldn't belong to SAG after. They would belong to AGVA, the Artist Guild of Variety Artists. Maybe. I think they do radio. Does that include buskers? I don't know that buskers belong to the union. (laughs) (laughs) But you do have to have a permit in the city of Chicago. Oh, really? Yeah, and if you notice, like, we just walked past. Yesterday, we got off at the Washington Blue Line stop, and you walked past this little plaque that says Performance Artist Area. Really? Performance Art Area. Yeah, there's like a designated spot where buskers can be, and you have to have a permit. In the Washington Blue Line? Yes. Like, in on the platform? Yes. Really? Because I, yes. I, uh, I go through that stop every Monday through Friday. Well, you should look And I've never noticed you. the plaque. You should look. Is it where people always stand? Probably. Is it right near the stairs? Mm, the go. stairs going down to the red line? Yeah. Yes. Huh. Google Monkey has come with Whoa. <laughs> information. The question. I'm amazed. You truly do learn something new every day. And yeah. So what you, is this? Chicago like Photos CCA Performance Area. It's just a photo of the plaque that Matthew walks past every day and has never noticed. Wait, is it Washington? Yeah. Oh. The Washington Blue Line stop. Because mm-hmm. I was thinking of, uh, and then I got mixed up with Jackson, because also, I also go through Jackson. Yeah, that makes sense. So wait, how do you get to use Chicago? You take the red line? I get on the blue line at, maybe I shouldn't, I'm doing very revealing. I know, that's very revealing. Just tell me how you get to I Chicago. I get on the blue line somewhere between <laughs> Damon and Grant. I was going to say, <laughs> somewhere between O'Hare and Forest Park. <laughs> And then I get off of the train at Washington, mm-hmm. and I usually, or Van Buren, depending on the day, and then I'll get on the two bus at oh. Park Express. Right, right, right. And then the evening I do the reverse. That makes sense. But then I get on the blue line at uh, Van Buren because I'm more likely to get a seat. Okay, wait. So are you, have you finished your dissertation yet? We were having a good time. <laughs> okay, so... So moving up. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. I mean, the best part of Chicago is it's amazing public transit. <laughs> hey, you know, Chicago's public transportation is better than New York's right now because New York's MTA is having... It's a problem, and I'm not going to use the word I want to use because that would mean that we'd have to have an explicit rating on is the it iTunes. A, is it a cluster problem? It is a cluster... It is also possibly a... It's like a four-letter word followed by show. Okay. It's a it's a bleak or, show. Is or, it a problem show? It's a problem show. One might probably you could struggle fest. Oh. No, I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that. 
It's just messed up. It's like 30 years. It's like, it's a whole bunch of problems. What happens when you neglect infrastructure? It's what happens when you neglect infrastructure, when you take money away from infrastructure, when your society has decided to take away union labor contracts so that when they do get really good contracts, they hike up the price, which is why the two line costs like over $3 million per foot. It is the most expensive public transit line in the world. And also it's taken like 20 years to build. It's not even done yet. Hmm. Hmm. Every so often I think to myself, Steve, should have gone into a different profession. See, I don't think to myself I should have. I think to myself, I wish that I had wanted to. Like if I had wanted to be an engineer, my life would be so much better. But alas. Well, maybe better in terms of Salary. Yes. I think you're having. But I think salary also, in fact, improves the rest of your quality of life. There is that study that was showing that it's like money can buy happiness, but only to what, $80,000? Yeah, like $75,000. <laughs> well, Basically, also, once you take care of the bottom three rows of that hierarchy of needs. There's also a great quotation about how a man can choose what he wants, but he cannot. Oh, shoot. Now I feel terrible because I don't remember it. Wow. Well,. We have we have a free in-house service. <laughs> but because I speak so softly, you didn't overhear me and didn't anticipate the question. It's um, true. Another You know, I it's saw, not like you don't have a device that could also Google. I saw a headline. I have two things to say to go back to earlier conversation. Yes. Uh, I saw a headline that sort of made me giggle about the the delays in New York. Uh-huh. And, it, and it said, there's an unintended, unintended side effect. People are early. To be early, I, I saw that headline. Oh, that is funny. What was the other thing you wanted to say? Oh, the other thing when we were talking about primary, secondary, tertiary. Yes. Uh, uh, what what is the Sources. adjectival form beyond tertiary? Quad quad quad. I bet it starts with a quad. Quadricial. Quad quadricial. Quadricial. There's a reason I wasn't offering an opinion because it makes I don't know the answer at all. And different kinds of fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, and this also can go back to leafy vegetables. Uh, I love thinking about taxonomy. Taxonomy. Yeah. How we categorize things. Ooh. Because it gets really complicated. I love categorizing things. Everything. Oh, oh, that's the, for those listening to the Tea Podcast, that's the Tea Podcast. But you aren't listening to the Tea Podcast, you're listening to a preview of the, the Tea, tea podcast. podcast. Do you want the same mug as your water, so, or do you want a different but mug? I also would like to ask, I, I was intrigued by this. Oh, do you yeah, want a different mug, or do you want the same mug? Yeah, let's keep the same mug. She's very in, saucy, she's a saucy princess. I was intrigued by the idea of having, uh, having the muffled sound. So that you can hear, you can tell that people are greeting each other, but you can't hear what they're actually saying. But then I'm wondering, if we go that route, Katrina, and if you were willing to do any editing of the podcast. Which I could. We could change all of. To edit the podcast, she shouts from another room. Um, We, and if you also wanted to use autotune or something, you could change it so that the voices were um, like the Muppet voices. Like (laughs) the Muppet babies. You know how the adults talk? Oh, yes. Or no, wait, was that Peanuts or the Muppet Baby? Where the Peanuts, adults... the adults... Murmur, murmur, I'm trying, murmur. yes. But I'm trying to remember. The Tea Podcast could just be 
The Muppet Babies, do you only just see the mother's legs yeah. below yeah. the knee? Although, again, not relevant. Podcast. Muppet Babies, I'm just trying well, to... No, 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 but we don't have to worry about saying legs in the, um, in the tea podcast. But yes, you are correct. Katrina, I'm so curious why you are raising your hand to ask a question. Because it's polite and I didn't want to interrupt you, but now may I go? Yes. Okay. That so. impulse hasn't stopped you very often. I often raise my hand and then wait for people to call on me. Yes, but not during the podcast. Well, things change. The point is, so last night I went to the Love It or Leave It recording of the podcast. Or podcast, whatever. I went to a I podcast understood. recording of Love It and Leave It. Also, and they don't sponsor us. They do not sponsor us. If that podcast network would like to pick up another podcast, please contact us at ethicalwriting.com. Um... Not sure how but we fit in with the brand. They started talking about the Scooter Libby pattern, and then they started talking about how anyone who's named... Yes, that's my bonsai tree dying. I can see that. <laughs> well, because I don't know how to take care of it, because that book that supposedly tells you how to take care of a bonsai tree doesn't actually tell you how to take care of a bonsai tree. So, in like a week or two, I'm going to take it to the Chicago Bonsai Society and be like, please tell me what to do to save my bonsai tree. Is it alive? I think so. Every day I spritz it with water like it tells you to. Okay. It says you have to spritz it so that it mimics rainfall. Okay. You can't this, just water it, you have to spritz it. This question about the Scooter Libby yeah, party has definitely taken it <laughs> So, anyway, and the people were like, oh, well, with the name Scooter Libby, you practically have to go into crime because, like, that's the, like you sound like a mob person. Right? Actually, quite the opposite. To my I feel like if your name is Scooter Libby, you really just sound like a Muppet. And yeah. Scooter was not a mob Muppet. If I, if any of the Muppets that I appreciate, it's Scooter and Kermit, because those are two dealing with logistics and trying to make things happen. And I'm like, I'm if with anything, you, Scooter. Yeah. If anything, Scooter seems like the name for if you're going to have a mob movie, Scooter is the mob. <laughs> Scooter is the guy who's always messing with which is why he got caught and then had to be pardoned. Yes. Well, yes. Yeah. 100% <laughs> he's the screw-up who either gets offed in a very touching scene or in a scene that, you know... Where they, they tell him they're him. sorry, they have to do it. But. Yeah, and Scooter doesn't fully understand because Scooter's just a screw-up. Yeah. Scooter, Scooter tried. My, Matthew is now, you can't see it, but he's now paging through my bonsai book, which I never finished reading. So perhaps there are, in fact, more, there is, in fact, more information about how to take care of my bonsai tree, but it's really just, it's a very esoteric. It's a very pretty tree. It's a beautiful tree. I got it for Christmas. Is it a cypress? It's a spruce. Spruce. It's a spruce. Spruce. It's I beautiful, think. and I love it because I love bonsai trees, but I just have no idea how to take care of it. Have you ever been, every once in a while they have an exhibit, or maybe it, maybe it was just a one-time thing. I can't remember. At the Chicago Botanic Garden. I've why never they, been to the Chicago Botanic Garden. Garden I've never been there. And Missouri is Missouri Botanic Coal Garden. I don't know. But I've never been to either. Um, I have been to the Garfield Conservatory, which is supposedly where the Chicago Bonsai Society meets, where I will be taking my bonsai tree. Well, there was a bonsai exhibit at the Chicago Botanic Garden, and it was lovely. I love bonsai. There's a, there's a, in San Diego at, uh, what's the name of that park? Buena Park? Buena something? Yeah, Buena Park. Buena Park. They have the Japanese Friendship Garden, and there's this lovely bonsai Wait, section. Where? The Japanese Friendship Garden. That's in? Buena Park. No. In San Diego. Oh, in San Diego. 
there is a garden that was donated uh, by the Japanese government that is in on the Wooded Isle in Ooh. Jackson Park. Yeah, by the Museum of Science and Industry. Ooh, and then I there never, is a Buena Park here in Chicago. I've oh, never explored Jackson Park. I've been to the Museum of Science and Industry. But I have never explored the park. Ride the Tio Express bus down there with me sometime, and we'll go check it out. I will. I will. I have to set this aside, or I'll keep reading. Okay. Well, <laughs> did you find out anything about how to care for my bonsai tree? No, but when the podcast is over, I'll figure it out. Okay. Because it's it's dying, and I don't know what to do. Yeah. And they brought like it's a it came in a cute little kit, so it like has fertilizer, but I don't know how to give it fertilizer. Like I just don't know. Well, this is really a starter bonsai. There might be a second bonsai. Yeah, well, it came out bonsai. It's a really, it was such a nice Christmas present. Yeah. I much, pre- I mean, the Zen garden is much easier to care for because it's some sand and some rocks, and it doesn't actually require effort. And now some elephants. And elephants. I put elephants in my Zen garden. So, although again, also frustrating because the rake, like it always leaves, it leaves raking. You know, the tines leave marks, which is the whole point of a rake in a Zen garden. I know that. But then I can never get it completely smooth because it always leaves evidence of having been raked. Perhaps you uh, need to learn how to do it better. Uh, I'm valid, but again, didn't come with the book informing me how to rake my sand. And also now, there's it's just a very full Zen garden because there are four elephants and five rocks in the Zen garden. Yeah, it's not very what about the back of the... It also leaves a mark. Hmm. It leaves a mark. But, you know what we should do? We should go up to that the, the tea place that have... has the live, the human-sized garden. Yes, I was also going to suggest a podcast of the sounds of raking. Uh, <laughs> uh, that, could be our, that could be our second bonus episode. So really, at this point, all our bonus episodes are just going to be... Quiet yes, it's going to be like a radio lab experiment where we just. Yeah, I just turned the rocks upside down today. And sometimes the sand gets spray- misted when I mist the bonsai tree. That's fine. Sand dry. Oh! <laughs> you can't dry. see is that Matthew is taking all of the things out of the Zen garden so that he can rake the sand. I'm dubious of your claim. It does. This pause brought to you Not by raking a Zen I think that we need to be a little more uh, creative with possible sponsors. <laughs> the Sand Producers Guild. Is that a thing? We, uh, uh, we have an in-house search service. <laughs> Google Monkey! This podcast brought to you by Mendicant Monks on another continent. Is there a sand association that could possibly sponsor this podcast? We're still here, podcast listeners. We're just watching Matthew Drake. American Sand Association. The mission of the American Sand Association is simple. Unite, inform, and mobilize. We accomplish that mission through the use of volunteers. Uh, one of my more interesting sand facts is that Chicago imported sand. There's also the National Industrial Sand Association. 
You mean and the beaches? Yeah. Apparently that... Well, because those beaches aren't natural. Oh, there's the National Stone Sand and Gravel Association. But apparently it has become quite a problem because mm-hmm. there is a, there's a, I believe a counterclockwise cycle in the lake mm-hmm. where sand would be brought down from Michigan mm-hmm. and deposited further south, or from Wisconsin, deposited further south and it would eventually go over to Indiana and Michigan. And apparently all of the piers on the west side of the lake mm-hmm. have been capturing the sand. Oh. And the beaches on the east side of the lake are getting starved. Oh. And then it becomes a problem of moving sand. How sand. would you move the sand? Right. So have you or, noticed Or would you, should you remove the piers? Do you, Steve, do you have anecdotal evidence when you visit Travel beaches Michigan? in Michigan? Uh, you know, I don't. No? Hmm. Erosion is not a problem. Or I mean, erosion is uh, true in all places, at all times, as far as I know. It can't be in all places at all times, because if it's eroding from anywhere, then it's just gathering in the middle of the ocean, like that floating plastic bag island. Uh, this podcast also not brought to you by correct understandings of geology. <laughs> yeah, I don't. <laughs> wow, the shade I just got sent. I made you well, tea. Well, you served the tea, and I'm throwing the shade. <laughs> <laughs> that can be our next podcast. <laughs> that's our that's our that's our third bonus podcast. Is just sounds of people throwing shade. <laughs> Not the actual comments, just the throwing. Just, just the, the throwing of the throwing. shade. The sound of the shade. So like, ooh. Oh, well, I was thinking we just like hold up a microphone to a shadow. Mm. You know, shade. Okay. Wordplay there. I did that. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like a pun. It's almost. Almost, like but it's not. I've been I've been spending a lot of time with Google Monkey, you guys. And speaking of taxonomic categories, we yeah. can have an entire. Podcast episode about um, categorizing all different kinds of humor. I'm sure somebody's done that. Oh, I'm sure. Much like Vladimir. I've actually been told that the one list on Wikipedia you should not look at is the Wikipedia list of lists. (laughs) (laughs) There's a page where they list all of the lists. (laughs) And I'm told that this is very, very dangerous for productivity. I think conceptually the idea of a list of humor sounds great for like the first four entries. But I think you're going to get a drop-off real quick. Wait, but wouldn't that already exist within the TV tropes? Right, whatever that website is that lists all of the tropes in film and television. Dear podcast listeners, we are sorry. We apologize in advance, or actually it's probably too late at this point since you paused and went to tvtropes.com and lost an entire week. (laughs) (laughs) Or possibly you went to the Wikipedia list of lists. You did not listen to that. We also apologize. Let us know. However, if Wikipedia would like to sponsor this podcast. Um, Are you going to give an address, like, equally as vague as mine? So, like, send your fan and hate mail to... No, you can... Guys, we have... And they're somewhere on the west side of Chicago. You do know that, like, we have a a email. Ethicalrioting at gmail.com. Yes, and we have a website, ethicalrioting.com. And while... And there uh, are comments. You could comment. No one has. As a podcast, we made apologies for perhaps lost productivity. We want to uh, also clearly articulate that we accept no liability. Yes. Nor I mean, unless somebody wants to pay us to pay you for that liability, we incur no liability. Yeah. For any lost productivity. 
I don't know how you could, though. I mean, well, I guess I haven't even registered this as a I feel like, like you don't understand toys. Right? No, you don't. You, you don't need to be a business to cause harm to another person. And as a result, you don't need to be a business. Well, if we cause harm, then in theory they would be suing me personally because I am the financial backer of ethical rioting. Correct? Uh, that, that's not... I mean, there would be many ways to try to construe who is the most liable for any... I've images. only been here for 30% of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> right, there would be a way to apportion blame for any liability that uh, somebody might try to assign to ethical writing. However, one, we are a podcast meant purely for entertainment purposes, and as a result, uh, I think we... Is that clear? We don't have an intro or an outro. <laughs> we have a website! Right. Yeah, there, there is there is that uh, And I listen space. to a lot of podcasts, and they tend not to have disclaimers. Right. They they're, probably, they're probably not telling their listeners to go look at the Wikipedia list of lists. <laughs> no, but they send out newsletters, which we do not do, which I do, in fact, have plans to create one day, but we do not yet send out newsletters. I receive many newsletters from podcasts. Those are time sucks. And, but, but it is also why I also make sure that I just... Proclaim that you should not do anything that is potentially deadly. You know, like drink comments. Don't do that. <laughs> no, don't do that. But is it potentially deadly to go to the Wikipedia list of lists? Uh, at this point in the world, I am not going to rule it out. Yeah. However, a, a normal human being would know that that would stop to eat. Yes, that's that's essentially what I'm getting to. Okay, all right, but you can go two weeks without food. So if you only looked at the list of lists for less than two weeks, you'd be fine. Stop. As long as you consumed water, you need water. <laughs> I feel like you're missing the point here. <laughs> you're just saying. I'm just this. saying that, like theoretically. So then maybe you're trying to couch it. You're trying to be a little more specific. Like you're encouraging people to. Explore the, the world. I am not mm-hmm. actually encouraging anyone to look but at the list of things. But not to do so in, in the Atacama Desert. True. Because well, if you're in the Atacama Desert, right. don't you have better things to do than to A, listen to this podcast, and B, look at Wikipedia? Like, if you're in the Atacama Desert, which, by the way, I don't even know where that is. I have never heard of this name of this desert. South America. South America? Yeah. Chile. Oh. Well, I've never been to Chile. So, the point is... The Why point are you is, in a desert looking at Wikipedia? We suggest things that are interesting. I just think it—that's it, very funny. low rainfall. But so, uh, even if you went there and you had no food, you would also have no water there. Right, which is what matters. You really need water more than you need food. Not saying that you won't also starve if you only have water. You will starve if you do not consume food. And there is some debate as to whether or not delicious mugs of tea count towards the daily water intake. I doesn't it? I thought they decided that it did. I think it depends on how much tea you usually consume. I consume at least two cups a day. So then your usually. body is used to that level of diuretic in your body. I realized what I said there after I said it. <laughs> but 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 it still counts as liquid. Right, but so I but think it caffeine towards your water. Caffeine is a diuretic, so it it promotes expelling the water. No, it promotes certain functions of the kidney also. And as a result... It causes you to become dehydrated? Can't. 
But if your body is used to a certain level of caffeine in your body, then you... Well, you're also making the grand assumption that both cups of tea are caffeinated. Here's a scientific debate I would like more detail about. Uh-huh. I mean... Why are you and, looking at me with, like, by, little guys? And by, I just got a glare from Matthew. And, and by debate, I I decided it was a debate. It's okay. a question. Maybe somebody's already researched it. Uh-huh. Uh, I would like to know if, if and why and how, uh-huh. the caffeine from tea and coffee... Are two different things? ...influences you, influence, if you react to it I don't think, because the caffeine is the same. It's just that there's more caffeine in coffee than there is in black tea. Yeah. And there's more caffeine in black tea than in green tea. Yeah. Because when I get over-caffeinated from tea, I feel very differently than when I get over-caffeinated from green tea coffee. And it might just be uh, the length of time that it takes me to get over-caffeinated or something. Possibly. Because in coffee, I get hard palpitation. I don't drink coffee. So if I, I drink coffee like maybe once every two years. Huh. This is a fascinating question, and some of it could certainly go into the aromas that you get out of these different beverages. Hmm. Hmm. The aromas? Well, I mean, you think about how much of uh, mood can be affected by different sensory yeah. stimuli. Well, because then I got really annoyed. So coffee, if I over with coffee, I get heart I'm sorry, I don't understand that phrase. Well, I'll... <laughs> <laughs> if, I get, if I'm over on coffee, I get heart palpitations. And it's like coffee-fueled, grad-student-induced uh, anxiety uh-huh. gets set off by the coffee. Mm. But then... All the memories associated with... In a, in a very Pavlovian way, my friend and I realized that we had both... She had a similar reaction to coffee. If she was already anxious, she would get the heart... Well, not... But that's how coffee would, would affect her if she had too much. And then it got to the point where we Still didn't even have to drink. Sense. We didn't even have to drink the coffee. We could just smell the coffee, and it would give us both anxiety and heart palpitations. I was like, "No, that is not right. If I'm going to get heart palpitations from drinking too much coffee, I want the coffee. The coffee. The actual coffee. Yeah. First. I, I still. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think I can contemplate this too much. Coffee. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's real. But when I get overcaffeinated, when I'm overcaffeinated from tea, it's not my heart. I feel very weird in my in the head part of my body. I feel like I never mm. noticed that I'm overcaffeinated. Also, podcast listeners, tea. thank you for listening to people talk about their drug overdoses. <laughs> drug feed. However, <laughs> if there is a society coffee. that is and against or for caffeine intake, please feel free to sponsor. Um, I I only noticed that so I've that been overcaffeinated by like tea. The Mormon Church to Folgers. It could. It could, and again, then I would, if you offered me a sponsorship, then I would. That's my favorite, that's one of my favorite songs that Rockapella does, it makes me really happy. Um, But I honestly don't really notice the caffeination effects from tea, because the most I'll ever have is four cups of black tea in a day. And so, what I'll notice the next day is when I cut back to only two cups, then I get the caffeine headache. Mm. Because usually if I'm drinking four cups of black tea in a day, that means that I'm in tech. And so I'll do that for four days, and then I'll cut back to my normal one to two cups. Can you drink tea at night? Yeah. I try not to do caffeine, but I'll try, like, if it's at night, I'll try to do an herbal tea instead of a black tea. Or a green tea instead of a... And yes, I know an herbal tea is technically a tisane. <laughs> I love the, I love the, the, the antagonism towards the listeners. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah, I just threw you shade. That little excerpt, we're putting that in the shade podcast. <laughs> because it doesn't technically have tea leaves in it. Is it a tisane? I always wondered how to pronounce that. Oh, I assume. A tisan. Tisan? Or a tisan? Tisan? It's T I S A N E. So, Luckily, being an English speaker, I assumed it was tisane. We could. Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's tisani. Put a link in the podcast notes. In the podcast notes. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do your podcast? Do the listings ever have footnotes? I mean, there's the, there's always the website. Like I, I write about it and I post the photo that we take for that podcast. I don't think anyone reads it. I think everyone just downloads it on iTunes. Yeah. I'm sure there's a way what to track that. What are you up to for the listeners? I have no idea. You can't track that. It doesn't tell you. I'm <laughs> sure I can. Uh, what would crack me up if there's somebody? <laughs> 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 like we blew up on Twitter. <laughs> Secretly have thousands and thousands of listeners, and then, the, and then the interview would be like, "Well, how do you feel about that?" And it's like, I, I literally don't even want to comment on it because why would you listen if you weren't an undergraduate? It's true. With probably a personal connection to one of the three. Right. Every time I'm like, like, every time I'm like, I have a podcast, and they're like, pe- people not in so associated are like, "Ooh, what is it about?" And I'm like, "It's about this," and they're like, "So that's a niche audience," and I'm like. Yes. <laughs> I don't need to monetize it. It doesn't need to grow beyond the IMSA alumni. Although oh, there right. are a lot of IMSA alumni. There's got to be, what, thousands? Thousands, yeah. I looked to Matthew, who has served on the Illinois Alumni Association. I mean, I was going to say, it's not as if we started this process as anything other than just for funsies. It's true. I've only been thinking about doing it for, like, three years, and then I finally did it. <laughs> oh, man. We're almost up to the 30th graduating class. Oh wow! Oh wow! So, yeah, so if we assume like, two hundred people, yeah, times three hundred, close to six thousand. Yeah, and then they marry people, and then they have little instant babies, and they're graduated by now. Oh. And again, I don't think we're actually doing this for the alone. <laughs> I feel like we're doing this for Katrina and ourselves. <laughs> And then other people, Katrina. other people can join in the ride. What I, I like mean, shout out this. to Steve Downing who does listen and then texts me when he listens. Yeah, I was going to say, I know Steve Downing listens, but I couldn't think of anybody else beyond him. No. Number one fan. Number one number, fan. Number Mega one fan. fan. <laughs> we'll have to get him on the podcast this summer. Yeah. 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 Is there money in the budget to fly him out here? No, I, well, I'm going to be in San Diego. Okay. So I'll just, I don't know, somehow find him in California. Is there money to fly Steve and I then? No. But you both have like real jobs and are not saving for a wedding. I, that just because I don't have a fiance at the present doesn't mean I'm not saving for a wedding. Okay, because Steve is financially responsible, he is in fact saving for a wedding. Also, if Steve finds a fiance and gets married before me, I'm gonna be real angry. Challenge expected. <laughs> <laughs> you can't stop lying. <laughs> Challenge? I I don't um. Yeah, do you accept that challenge? No, you know, like that's a thing that it should happen in its own time. And if it does happen to me uh, before that wedding, I will probably get murdered in my sleep. <laughs> no, because we've discussed, I am not confident enough in my abilities to get away with murder, and therefore I will not commit murder. Uh, you what I was murdering gonna, crime now. What I was gonna say about this podcast is, um, you. 
even though you don't edit them, mm-hmm. you've learned a lot of other things, like how to plug in a microphone, <laughs> <laughs> uh, how to lean towards the the yeah. Look look at our wave file. I have not learned to lean file. towards the microphone. No, Steve in fact leans away from the microphone, which is why the microphone is pointed at Steve. It's an omnidirectional microphone that I push closer to Steve and farther away from me. I just want to be relaxed, okay? <laughs> I just believe that if I were seated forward, you would have an entirely different experience of the podcast, and as a result, I'm not sure that we would have the same success. <laughs> the sad thing is that I did take a sound design class in college. Like, in theory, we didn't use this exact software, but in theory, I do, in fact, know how to edit sound files uh-huh. 15 years ago. Yeah. So in theory, I should be able to figure this out, and this seems like a pretty user-friendly All blah, blah, blah. So All that. I just kind of refuse to take the time. time to do it, because I'm like, if I take the time to edit anything, it'll never get done. I think that we are living through an age, which is particularly, where people are particularly amenable to believing conspiracy theories. I have a conspiracy. Yeah? That all of your podcasts that are quote unquote unedited are in fact heavily edited <laughs> to create the appearance of non editing. I don't so know. Wait, the hands up if you actually listen to the podcast. <laughs> that much. <laughs> Google Monkey sometimes listens. Google wait, Monkey listens. He, he certainly raised his hand. Uh, <laughs> I was just going to point out. I did not raise my hand because <laughs> we haven't agreed on the parliamentary procedures. <laughs> <laughs> and so you weren't sure if I could actually call for the vote. Specifically, what counts as quorum. <laughs> but uh, well, I, feel like I don't even think there was a vote. It was just a, we have had podcasts where I was the only host with the guest. Yeah. That we've had one podcast where uh-huh. I interviewed a guest on my own. Uh-huh. My point was that we wouldn't know. For, for <laughs> listeners, just none now, of us would know this podcast gets heavily edited. For listeners just now tuning in, <laughs> uh, tuning in an hour and fourteen minutes into the episode, uh, or do you mean just welcome to the outro? <laughs> talking that long. Yes. No way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to really follow it. Right, and it fun. does. Uh, for for listeners just now tuning in, how wait again. I want to specify: go? tuning into the ninth episode or tuning in. To the hour and 14th minute yeah, of this episode. Hour and 14th minutes of the yes. It's the podcast. They don't start in the middle. It's not like the radio where you just turn it on and you're in the middle of the I don't know how life. you listen to podcasts, but I just have them continuously going. So I take yeah. a nap and I wake up in the middle yeah. of life. Right. But like, then you just drain your battery and then you have to recharge your thing. How did the last podcast go? How, how did new, it go or yeah. how was it received? Uh, we've pulled in the, 90, the class of 99. Yeah, yeah. we've now interviewed people that. not in the class of 2001. I was going to say, you got fresh blood. I know, and, and we're going to do this again. And I, we have someone We have someone from the class of 2002 who is interested. So I think in, in May, we're... Chelsea Lynn? Oh. Yeah, so we're, we're slowly expanding. Huh. Yeah. yeah, and then when I'm in San Diego... I'll are we doing this on her weekend for May 14th every month? No, they, I want to post the May podcast 14th every month, every on the year, 19th of every month. I ideally will post a podcast on the 19th of every month. Okay. So we will record before May 19th. Although, given that you just drag and drop, you could just do it on the 19th. I could just do it on the 19th. However, there's processing that takes and like uploading takes forever because it turns out we don't have the best internet. So I love you. So, so we don't do any editing, but something happens yeah. between when we drop it off. 
to the iTunes and when it appears on the internet. I would hope that if I named my podcast Ethical Rioting, you would believe me when I say that I do not uh, edit the podcast. Is if the conspiracy theory were actually true, and, (laughs) and if you were listening to the podcast, and that there were like obvious breaks in the style of laughter where they were spliced together. That means I would be bad at my job. That just makes me someone who's bad at editing. Maybe, I it's, think, a, maybe it's a false flag. Well, I also think it's... I'm trying to... Or maybe I'm trying to, like, let people know that they should... That there is, in fact, a conspiracy theory of myself. I'm, like, cueing people in that they shouldn't listen to me. I don't know. Wait. This is getting deeper into the world. <laughs> no, I think through. we're assuming the conspiracy is at all contained in this room. What? I Wait. think because how do we know? <laughs> what if someone breaks into my apartment, goes on my computer, edits the file, but because I never listened to you it again, know. I then just upload an edited file that I don't know about. Yeah. Wow, you guys. Yeah. And <laughs> on that note, <laughs> and this podcast brought to you by... That's where the conspiracy is supposed to insert the ad. No, yeah. I was supposed to... Oh, I was no, going to end it just right there. Three and three <laughs> <laughs> How about we end with the sound of people also, drinking tea? Also, I would like to... Like to yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to create domestic disturbances, but there's more than one person in this house. I know, but I would like to hope that Google Monkey would not... Edit to make the appearance <laughs> of not being edited. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Also, if he was doing that, I hope he'd be better at sound editing so it's not blatantly obvious when the laughter doesn't match up. Okay. I would hope that he's better at that. Well, shall we end by drinking tea? Yes, let us... Everyone, raise your glass. Raise your glass. This is the sound. Do we want them to be able to hear the drinking? Should we get closer to the microphone? Always. Except for Steve, who doesn't like being close to the microphone. Are we clinking? Clinking? Looking in the eye.